Imagine you have a box and I have a box and this third guy, let's call him Paul, he also has his box. Now, the person who gave us the box told us that in each of our boxes is a beetle. I can see in my box and I see what I think is a beetle. But I can't see in your box or Paul's box. But you guys can see in your own boxes and you see your beetle. However, I can see in your boxes and I'm not sure you have a beetle or your beetle is even the same as mine. This was a thought experiment by Ludwig Wittgenstein, attempting to show that private language is an incoherent concept. Each person can only look in their own box, like each person can only feel their own pain. Remember this because it will come back. That being said, I want to talk about mental health and pop culture. Now, if we look at the common portrayals of mental illness in pop culture, is often stigmatized to the point of demonification or over-romanticized and used as an edgy badge of honor. While mental illness has become a cliched writing tool that isn't going anywhere anytime soon, there is an attempt at showing an accurate portrayal. Not every attempt helps though. The first thing that comes to mind is 13 Reasons Why, a show centered around the suicide of Hannah Baker and cassette tapes detailing the cause of her suicide and the people involved. Now many people would disagree with me, but I feel that the show was constantly stating and patting itself on the back for starting a conversation, but many of the conversations were about mental health experts warning the triggering and offensive depictions of the show. Sometimes there is a portrayal that is handled with genuine care and desire to show an accurate depiction. Enter Ninja Theory and their masterpiece, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, an attempt at showing the beetle. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice follows the titular character Senua, a Celtic warrior, and her descent into Hell, the Norse underworld, to save her fiancé, Dillian. Senua does go through the typical hero's journey, but with a slight difference. She suffers from psychosis, which manifests in hallucinations and delusions. The game has a fantastic story, but the story behind the game itself is just as interesting. When the development team behind it, Ninja Theory initially started making what they would later call Hellblade, it was a shell of the game that they ended up with. It was just a generic action game. Now, Ninja Theory is known for its previous titles such as Heavenly Sword and Enslaved, but what many gamers such as myself know them for is their role in the reboot of Devil May Cry. It was a solid game but alienating to fans, and the way that creative director Tamim Antonoides handled the reception and opinions didn't help either. It was the residual stank that kept me away from Hellblade, but I regret not coming to it earlier. In their attempt to make an indie game with AAA production value, they made an amazing experience. There was definitely heart, desire, and consideration with each step of development. The game industry needs more developers that aim to create thought-provoking writing, enjoyable gameplay, real-world inspiration, and artistic creativity in their games. The team at Ninja Theory wanted to focus on conceptualizing mental trauma for people to see in the ways that we can see physical trauma. 
This led the team to research into psychosis and slowly become aware of their own ignorance to the subject. To get better insight, they consulted world-leading neuroscientists and non-profit organizations to help portray an the accurate effects of the illness. The team worked closely with experts such as Professor Paul Fletcher of the University of Cambridge and psychologist Professor Charles Fernihue from the University of Dunham. Professor Fletcher praised the refreshing representation of psychosis that didn't define the character and made a fully formed person. Through these experts, they met with people who suffered psychosis to get a first-hand account of their day-to-day. Many of the accounts inspired the events of the game, both in story and in gameplay. Many people were moved by the performance of cinema. Shockingly, this was from a first-timer. Melina Jurgen was originally a video editor in, Team in Ninja Theory, who was just used as a stand-in for them to work out their motion capture kinks, and then they eventually went with her. Hellblade isn't perfect. A lot of the criticisms come from them glossing over the social troubles of people who suffer psychosis. A valid criticism, but Hellblade isn't supposed to be the be-all end-all of representation of psychosis in video games. But as a neurotypical person, I can't really speak for these people or criticize what they were trying to say. I can say that it definitely did change the way I view the illness and make me think twice when I see it in television or movies or anything like that. It definitely served a purpose in starting a conversation, <laughs> not as a conversation that preaches to you, but a conversation of a person who genuinely listened and really wanted to be heard. This is a conversation that tries to show you it's penal. This has been the Pop Cultist Podcast, and I want to apologize for the delay in uploads. And I hope that I can get back to form and start uploading even more frequently. I have been your host, Amin, and I will catch you on the next one, hopefully very soon. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.